from the trenches. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to From the Trenches, real life in the accounting industry. My name is David Boyer from Change GPS. Joined with me, my good mate Paul Meisner from Freedom Mentoring. We're brought to you by BGL, Australia's number one corporate compliance and superannuation software and the outsourced accountant taking care of all of your offshore staff resourcing needs. Paul, first show of the year. What a summer. Thank you very much, David. Hello, listeners. Hello, all. Welcome back to a uh, big year of From the Trenches. David has a new job. I've had a huge summer, mate. Made a big call. A big call to join the dark side from from the world of business advisory to selling software. Well, I like to think we're selling accountant. No, no, I'm not going to get into the whole speech right off the back, Paul. Congratulations it, on the new job. Thank you very much. It's a very exciting time. Change GPS, uh, founded by Timothy Munro on the board of the IPA, huge fan of From the Trenches. Tim and I have had many red wines at accounting festivals over the last few years at accounting events and finally said, mate, what's the plan? Should we get together? And we decided to. So over time, we will tell the story on From the Trenches. If, Paul, you think it's a story worth telling, uh, change GPS. Always always a big uh, story, or I think interesting, when people leave practice for uh, employment and the transition to employment. I think it's going to be a really interesting uh, thing this year to see how I've been on my own my own boss for 10 years, nearly coming on 10 years this year, which will also form part of it. But look, David, we're back for our third year. Um, third year? Fourth three, year? I think this is fourth. Time flies when you're, when you're having fun. Uh, <laughs> what are we doing with our lives, Paul? No, we're, we're helping helping the industry, David. We're trying to, trying to keep it, trying to keep it honest. But it'd be very interesting, um, we were saying earlier about your, your new role, David, is that you will have a connection with with a lot of accountants. Yeah, that's right. So my role is the head of growth uh, or general manager of growth at Change Sorry, GPS. We're going to stop there for a sec. That is, in fact, of all of this, like there is, I can joke about, I can, I joke, I, I will jest during this time about you selling software and selling out and everything. But GM of growth is GM the- GM stands for general manager, Paul. Is the wankiest title. That is like director of first, of, uh, first impressions being a receptionist. No, nah, it's a little bit more legitimate than that. It is a title that has a little bit of lubrication on it, I believe. It's got some mayo. It's got a little bit of mayonnaise on top to fatten it out and uh, make it sound fantastic. But it's a very broad role. My job is to help grow GPS, take care of its marketing, its sales, build it, expand its community. And Change GPS, it's not the accounting side, it's the software side. No, so Tim founded the firm and then Change GPS started 10 years ago. He founded his first firm in 1990, went through the Count Plus network, bought it off Count Plus. I think it was one of the first to buy his firm out of that network. Tim and I have a few other other plans, which listeners you'll hear throughout the year, a few little businesses we're going to start together on the side, maybe. Hint, hint. We'll have a look at what that might bring. But Change GPS, I think, is an amazing product. It's been around for a decade. It's nine months. All right, you've got accountants. the whole year to sell. I tell, I tell you what, listeners, one of the toughest jobs, and, he's, and he, he, he won't admit it on the show, but he, I've, I've said, look, I, I haven't seen the product for many, many years. <laughs> I'm keen to get back across it. And David's own words, I'm going to say it because he won't say it, but he won't say the whole quote, but the quote was, I need to know it. Here, I need to know it fully before I put it in front of you because you are, I am going to tear you a you are. You're going to be the hardest show You're ever. the last person to get a demo. I'm going to do 20 first before I show it to you. 
But also because you're the only person who'll tear it apart and actually give me the constructive feedback. Some people call it constructive. No, no, no. I'm, I, I, call I am. It I am. I am keen. I am keen to say one of the one of the things, and we will move on to the best and, and worst for the year. But one of the biggest challenges across the ten ish years that I've been using software is is keeping up with the change. Um, I constantly over the journey, you form an opinion of software. Be it, and this is not about change specifically. This is just about anything. You kind of you see it, and you form an opinion, and then it, it, yeah. it can change in months, let alone years. Um, so I think it's, it's important and that's going to be one of the the interesting things is always trying to keep abreast of it which as we know with whatever it is 800 to 1000 sort of add-ons now the, well, are very hard one thing I do want to share with our, our listeners who I, I genuinely love and actually said to Paul we, you know, we took a couple of weeks off from each other and then started tweeting and I said oh, I actually really miss doing the show is I really reflected back on what I, what I the, the days that I loved and the days that I loved were when I was talking with franchisees, recruiting, training accounts, at accounting events, talking about accounting. I just wanted to be You live at events. You, you, you come alive at events. I do, so do you. I, know, I, I, oh, I like it. Like peacock event. out, the shoulders back, chest out. Oh, yeah, we're going to get you in a T-shirt. You've, but you've, you've avoided T-shirts. Does still, change I'm, have I'm a not, stream of no, T-shirts? No, we're not I wearing a T-shirt. I, we have something the planned. The, the first event we're going to be at will be the Zero Road Shows in every most cities, not Geelong. We're going to be at most of the Zero Road shows, so come check out. We're not wearing T-shirts, but we do have a uniform of sorts, Paul, which will inspire and delight. I don't know if a uniform can do that. It's maybe overemphasising it a little bit. Fair enough. All right. No. Oh, oh good. All right. Well, uh, listen, let's get on to the best. Well, I just want to, listen, here's what you've got to store this year. From the Trenches is not going anywhere. Despite me doing this other stuff, I've got plenty of time for From the Trenches. We're going to be hitting you every week with the best and worst. We're going to try to get an in-depth or an interview to you every week, but sometimes we don't have anything that we think super worth talking about, and we won't put out content for content's sake, so we will pause. We have a couple of events coming up throughout the year. We had huge success at our ZeroCon event last year. There's going to be a few things dabbled throughout the year that you can get involved with. Come and meet us and our network and all the people who contribute to to the show, um, so get involved, get engaged, keep talking to us. I guess for me, the biggest change, I'm going to be talking to 20, 30 accountants every week as part of my new role, and hopefully that's going to help me with some insights that I can bring to the show and share those accountant stories more widely and those lessons. And sell some software. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist. All right, Dave, let's get in. Uh, that is enough of your new role, which I'm sure we'll hear a lot more about. Uh, what do you got? Best and worst. It's been a break. We've, we've had a break. I actually turned my phone off, which is so... Yeah, I uninstalled Twitter and LinkedIn. Ooh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, and then um, Lance Rubin, my good mate, messaged me and said, mate, check LinkedIn. Oh, God, seriously. <laughs> Gets dragged back in. Uh, but in true from the trenches form, we started today. I called Paul. I'd left home t- 20 minutes into my ride into the city. Oh, no, I've left the microphones at home. Well, it's important not to, you know, get my hopes up that the new year is about a new David. All right, best on ground. Uh, you cannot escape the news about the bushfires in Australia today, particularly in Melbourne. We're recording on Wednesday. I actually coughed walking down the street this morning. It's absolutely crazy, and we're we're not even the real victims here. It's insane. The accounting bodies were ready. They were ready to help practitioners who are themselves affected as well as practitioners who have clients who are affected for it with a huge amount of resources to help accounts on the mental health side, uh, conversation packs, huge range of tools. If you haven't seen them, there'll be links in our show notes about it. I spoke to chartered accountants uh, about their response 
and it was planned. They had this in the works. This had been on the shelf. They worked with the um, authorities last year to build a response plan. Uh, unfortunately, they had to use it probably sooner than they wanted to, which sped up some of the finishing touches. Paul, you were involved in the development of it? Uh, I was, yeah. It got run past at, at the later stages. Uh, got presented to the, back when I was on the public practice advisory groups. Yeah, we loved it. That, you know, that was certainly, uh, yeah. Back, we, uh, no, I, th- I think it, we used it back in the Queensland floods. It was in the response to the Queensland floods, I think, two, three years ago. No, it was a while ago. Three or four years yeah. ago. It came out at, well, the, the version that was I saw the, came yeah, out so, the back of that. It, I'm sure it's been expanded just, since then. I just think it's been a well-organised communal response uh, to help accountants and help practitioners. And this is the sort of stuff when people say, I don't get anything from my bodies, and, you know, arguable whether you do or you don't. This is the stuff you think are good. Thank you. Uh, that was a great checklist. Yep, certainly have used it and shared it with clients. Uh, you over, had to do a bushfire plan for your. Uh, I was away. Yeah, I was away. Bonnie, David Webb between the, the did sort you of go two to families. Doon? My in-laws. I did. I took the kids to Bonnie Doon. Uh, left here on the Monday the sixth when the the smoke was was at its thickest in Melbourne. Uh, the first sort of smoke for the year, or clearly for the year, but for the season in Melbourne. Uh, it cleared about Seymour, and then by the time I got up to sort of Bonnie Doon, Mansfield, the smoke had got gotten uh, quite bad again. Luckily, it cleared and, and was fairly good. Not but we've got three rural properties between sort of the in-laws and, and us. Uh, I've seen enough uh, fire plans this this bit. Um, obviously, just a massive tragedy to what's happening and the the amount of. Uh, the amount of businesses, and we'll do. We'll do uh, at the end of the season. We'll do it. We'll do a section on it because I've got clients, oh. David, that are really struggling, and they are just caught up. They haven't lost their house. They haven't lost. They haven't got fire damage, but it's the ancillary damage. It's it's tourism not going to the spots that tourism should be. Some businesses who are only profitable for the year because of seasonality yeah. over the tourist month and, and who just who who make it who will most likely go under. And your best on ground considering the bushfire theme is some of the, the ATO work. The ATO and this is purely for the, the, the automated nature in, in this was. I logged in uh, to check a bass lodgement date for a client that that actually wasn't even this wasn't a bushfire related query and, and I had a look and it said um, I got just a random deferral. Like, it's sort of the, the due date didn't make sense to me. And it was only after I uh, was speaking to some people at the ATO. The ATO went through their system, David, across all of their tax their tax uh, payers and matched the people's postcode to, to postcodes affected by the bushfires and automatically put on lodgement deferrals for those people without them even asking. Just uh, uh, the, the proactiveness of this is awesome by the ATO. But just the, the data analytics, there is accounting software, David, that can't match two bank feeds that are in the same file. Yeah, that's um, pretty impressive. You know, let alone reach into a database of that size and, and give um, deferrals based on postcode. It is an amazing effort, and I think the ATO should be... Um, People, more people should realise just how amazing little things like that can be. Uh, next best for me, Paul, Indonero, which is one of these funded startup accounting technology slash firms, uh, did an amazing interview with Ryan Lazanis from the Future Firm Accounting Podcast. Of course, that podcast claim to fame is that they got to interview you, Paul. Oh, have, we, have we had that on Best on Ground? Yeah, oh, we did I mean, like, late last year. Yeah, oh, that was uh, Ryan Lazanis. 
uh, first accountant I knew uh, in Canada who he admitted it was a bit of a marketing ploy about uh, accepting Bitcoin. Yes. There you go. He loves his Bitcoin. But yes, this was a very good... We both we both independently listened to this episode this morning on uh, the way in, David. Very, great, really good interview. Um, and Future Firm is stuff that I'm increasingly following. I think I've put him on the show before and worst on ground, but this one's definitely going best. So in De Niro, he started building accounting software, then realised clients wanted everything, so built a firm around it as well. So they're a tech-enabled accounting firm. Great interview, but here's the best bit. Um, the founder of In De Niro, um, has a huge swipe, particularly at Intuit, for overhyping AI and machine learning. She said, when we walk through our firm, the problems are with workflow, managing staff and managing client expectations. It's not about using this amazing technology to create insane customer experiences, you know, ask a question using voice of your data. That's not what's holding firms up. And she accuses in, uh, Intuit for overhyping it. Now, Paul, if you and I got to interview someone like that who made that claim, that's the next hour. <laughs> Ryan, you should have gone harder on that, mate. That was I wanted. I wanted to grill her on where she thought because she's spending her own capital on using. To, and basically, what she said was, "We just need coders." Well, what I implied, what I took away was, they just need coders to watch processes that accountants are doing and just code the process away. Mm. It's not. Yeah. It's just and what it coders very, have been doing and forever. It, and it was very interesting that it started as a uh, tech company, went to compliance only to effectively earn money yeah. uh, to, to bankroll the other side. Very interesting to see. It's, been, it's a 10-year business, so it certainly has mm. uh, withstood the test of time. Raised 10 mil, I think, over the journey. It's, pretty, it's a pretty amazing story. Uh, check out that uh, podcast. Link in the show notes. Head to the website and sign up to the email. The email going out again this year we had a problem last year and i kind of <laughs> sorry it was a bad year we, we you didn't we, get we, them. we're refocused uh my second best on ground is receipt bank raising 73 million this was a big story i love how you just trail that off like, receipt bank but 73 million dollars we need to do I mean, we, we, we ended up the year last year doing uh talking about valuations jason andrew has a, a wonderful um, discussion on I can't remember the business's name. That's how wonderful it is. But he does a, a breakdown of a Casper mattresses he's doing at the moment, and Thank it you. is for his ideal client. This is close to the best accounting firm content I've ever seen. Yeah, no, very good. And we works died down. Valuations are crazy, and they're certainly in terms of raising money. Seventy three million. Uh, a lot of people it, superior product. You talk to. Uh, you talk to accountants on the street. You really do. They, they say it, and that's we're not paid, David. We don't do this. We we do de- declare our paid things, um, but but that's what people are saying. Certainly, when uh, auto entry went to uh, Sage, Sage or Intuit, one of those uh, HubDoc went to zero. You know, all of those things. They wondered where Receipt Bank oh, They got seventy three million. It- they are one to watch for me over the next two years. I mean, last year when HubDoc Zero announced that HubDoc was basically free with Zero, and you know, they were upping the, the, the up. they're upping the price though. We talked about like that in the last episode. Yeah, but you look at the number of orgs versus the people who are using it. Anyway, interesting. Uh, well, we've done our analysis on that. You can have a look at that. But I think the expectation was it was a body blow to receipt bank. That was that was the conversation. That was oh, where are they? And we've said on this show for ages. 
that when you go to the events, Receipt Bank are always there with the most amount of people. They're spending Everyone, their money on printers, forming relationships. Printers, like scanners, printers and iPads. Scanners. Yeah, with scanners, which in the scanners you need to actually use the app. So that's a really good, expensive giveaway. That's not wasted. Um, and now they've come back flying high now. A bit of Rocky Balboa from them. Just coming back unexpectedly with 73 mil. That's massive. Anyway, it'd be very interesting to see what they do with that. Uh, By the way, I'll give you a plug. Receipt Bank Exchange, I saw, is in Sydney this year. It was in Port Douglas last year. I've been invited to get a 20% discount because I'm a VIP, Paul. Do you use it anymore? No. Because you're not in practice. Well, there you go. Well, and we spoke about this. We spoke about it before because now, I don't think I get to call myself an accounting professional anymore. I'm still an FCA. I'm still in the accounting industry very much. I never much. thought you were very professional. Sorry. <laughs> I, I had to, that was a cheap shot. And I had to Who's the one it. wearing shorts today, Paul? You rock up to shorts to work. I'm also at a standing desk because I threw my back out. You weren't anyway. even playing golf when you did that. I know, I know. Uh, worst on ground. Da, da, da. What do you got, David? Can you oh, lead no, us so in, mate? Usually when I do that, you do. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I added the do, do, do just to hand it back to okay, you. Okay, well, I'll do it. We are uh, starting well this year. Listen. We... Uh, Article up on Accountants Daily like fascinated me. Um, basically, talking about how account the leak to advisor accounts and be very careful because just because you have fancy software doesn't make you an advisor. I mean, I live and breathe this belief, and I've I've called it before. You can't get a leopard to change its spots. Heather Townsend spoke about this in a book that she published. I said, look, these ideas are great, but is this actually going to happen? How do you go from a career of you know, up until very recently, literally just filling out forms and applying tax law, unbelievably analytical, quiet, head down, bum up work to being a business advisor and advising on commercial outcomes without significant training on how you can do it. The, that's, so, so I agree with the message. You're not suddenly going to do it. And of all of the advisory opportunities that you have, of all the opportunities firms have to rise up the value chain, Business advisory is the one where you need to learn the most amount of technical skills, though arguably wealth management now that you're, everyone needs to requalify. But yeah, that's, 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 uh, that's fairly high. That one's a bit controversial. Um, the funny thing about this article is that it's written by a man who's been telling everyone for close to a decade that you need to do business advisory services, Mark Holton, Paul. He has been the biggest voice in Huge in voice. death of compliance and must go to uh, must go to advisory over the years, he was one of the earliest voices, I think, of course, with David Smith out of Smith Inc., who, um, I'm, not, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure most listeners were alive when, when they were last in practice, David, but uh, look, they have been the biggest voice to push it. Um, uh, look, I mean, I, I've said this about that particular publication. They just post whatever gets sent to them uh, without, it's, it's not really journalism. Well, no, uh, pretty much I, I, everything I, should just be a paid ad in that. In well, that. I, no, I don't have a problem. Well, I, don't, I don't think that's necessarily fair. It's more, Mark's been his a long time saying one thing and now coming out and saying something very, very different. Why? Now, is it part of my experience? And I'll, I'll start to tell my story more and more of, you know, working on this virtual CFO stuff. I'm not co-founder of the Virtual CFO Association. The, it is hard. It is unbelievably hard to implement this in practices. Uh, incredibly, incredibly hard. But the flip is just, I didn't see it coming, Paul. Much like receipt bank raising 73 well, But I, I think it's just, if you, what is this, the, the Donald Trump theory, you just have, you have every view on every side of every argument and people can't say that you, you're not wrong. Like, oh, I believe that it is dead. I believe that it's not dead and you, you, you're right to everybody. Like, I 
wouldn't mind a bit more integrity than that standard, mate. Well, what do you got? West on ground. Uh, I'll get back to back to the cut. Um, some interesting ones for me. One that look, one that might be a little bit uh, interesting. A, a, a bit look a bit dangerous. Um, this will be good. I, w- I want to talk about the theory. I don't want to talk about the people. I don't want to talk about what... Go get your cup of tea. ...perhaps triggered this. Put the pillow but, behind your back. But get comfy. I, I want to put out a question that a lot of marketing I find is just repurposing, reposting, republishing content. I, you know, I find it not so much from accountants. Clearly, I find it from uh, more the marketers and the gurus and all of those people out there who... Um, you know, there's there's famous examples of people who have been on this show, David, where I think they're they're still reposting blogs from three to four years ago that, that every six months it must be like a content calendar. My argument is, and, th- and this came out of a particular line in this blog that was apparently written months and months and months ago, hopefully a long time, that referenced a global issue or a, a, that, that referenced an issue that probably shouldn't have been mentioned in the current environment. I won't say what it is. Um if you po- if you po- but if you post something, is there a, is there an obligation to ensure that the content is still valid? I would say absolutely. Like especially if you're posting it as here's a blog, read this blog. You're posting it today. For me personally, I don't care that you wrote it months ago. If it's insensitive or if it is not valid to people today then you shouldn't post it. And the, the argument that oh, I wrote it months ago and, oh, you know, it, it was relevant then, to me doesn't cut it, but I'm interested to hear what people think. Look, I, I can wear the hat now of a software company who produces marketing and I'm responsible for the, the marketing and the messages that go out there. I've got the final sign-off on that. Of course, Tim will say what he wants as the founder and as, as someone who I've looked up to for a long time. But I can absolutely assure you, and I say in my LinkedIn post about why I've made the move, Change GPS will be held to the highest standard, and we're happy with that. Even higher now. You 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 have to truck in in front of in front of the show. Every I'm going to have you tell me, Dave, what are you talking about, you idiot? No, 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 no. It's true. Got- like you should be held to a high standard, and you can't. It, it, social media and the ability that the low barrier of entry to have your voice heard. To me, if you're playing the professional space increases your obligation to have a high standard of what you put out there. Five, six years ago, you could say whatever you wanted. And for like, me, it's authenticity. It, 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 it's authenticity. Yeah. And, just, and just writing a blog that is, is, you know, some of these are general at best, but but certainly where it has a, you know, a reference that isn't, that, that is offensive or that, is, that has a different context at a later time, I don't think should be shared. Anyway, that was just my uh, version. David, what else have you got? Okay, I can't work out if this is a joke or not. But every now and again, you know, we know that on Accounting Web in the UK, the comments section is just gold. It's like a reading, enjoyable session in its own right. This comment came up on an article in Accountants Daily, and I, I, doubled, I had to have a double take because I only saw the comment first, then I went to the article. Here's the comment. Our organisation does not have access to a smartphone, so can I go back to lodging paper returns? This is in response to MyGov ID and everyone needing to use authentication and ID access from their mobiles. Is that, is that a joke? It was posted by an anonymous person one day. Are there firms out there that don't have smartphones? You know what? I reckon there are, Paul. I really reckon there are. I've spent a bit of time with the, the ATO, David, uh, and certainly do, especially around the, the MyGov ID. I was one of the first people to have the, the MyGov ID app when it was in beta. Uh, I've been you, testing it. I had it. MyGov ID before it was cool. There, yes. <laughs> um, 
Having sat at conferences with the ATO staff and, and overheard questions that they've got, certainly that level of question doesn't surprise me. Um, it, it does a little bit about the going back to lodging paper returns. But one of the things that is interesting, David, is, is this, um, it was posed a question when I overheard was uh, organisations that ban their staff, whether or not that's right or wrong, clearly it's you know wrong. If you can't trust your staff to use mobile phones, um, uh, that you've got a bigger problem. Um, if you if you your firm has a rule that they can't have their mobile at the desk or it must be in their drive, I mean I'm sure they can whip it out just to to put in their MyGov ID. But there's I think with any change with any change, David, it's hard. A lot of the extra voices try to overblow, oversell, over. Uh, over egg the mayo on the impact of some of these things. Over mayo the egg. Over egg the mayo. Really? Egg I want is more the ingredient. Oh my god! Is <laughs> cooking some mayonnaise from, in the salad in the kitchen. Um, <laughs> anyway, I don't know. I just this is a theme. Who knows? Uh, I like it, but I'd over egg uh, the mayo. Uh, I think let's uh, no over- with this whole mic. It would be very interesting because uh, when the Ozkeep does get turned off in in March, it will be a very interesting uh, moment. I personally don't think my gov is that uh, bad. It's a couple of extra clicks, but oh, it's... I think that the, the, will... the, the old guard of accountants who are still the majority of tax agents had a tough enough time getting two-factor authentication on zero. I can't... I don't think this I'm is going to I'm still having problems with some clients and other yeah. people. Anyway, uh, that will be interesting and I'm sure we will follow that as that gets closer. I had a last one and I'll find the link when it was in the show, when, when it's in the show. That's the last one. We love it. We're playing fast and loose with the first episode, uh, there was an... I'm, I'm going to cease to call them articles on Accountants Daily. I think I'm just going to call them... I don't know. It's all To me, it's a bit like The Onion. They, they had someone <laughs> on there... satire site. Well, th- this, this article is close to satire, surely. There is a partner <laughs> of an accounting firm who wrote an article in early Jan saying to the staff that... Educating staff saying now early Jan is not the time to quit your firm. Like, how do you how do you even like sit around a table and go? Yeah, we'll sort of publish something. Advice to someone from uh, the partner of a firm who is obviously conflicted with not wanting people to leave. I I, I just don't. I just don't get how it'll be there somewhere. We'll find it. it. No, it's important because because I actually I disagree with you. I don't think the problem that part. I mean, he said it. That is the most self-interested message to sell sell, exactly. sell your staff in January. You know, the best bosses always say, you know, how do I help you get to the next place that you want to get to? If you, and you've had your own experience where, can I share the story? Nick wanted, the famous Nick wanted to go out and start his own firm and you, it was tough for you, but you supported and, and, and helped him do it. And right now you don't have any staff. I walked in, you're doing a baz. I'm doing more than that, mate. I'm on my own. I had my own Christmas party. It was just me. It was just me and a cup of coffee, mate. I took myself oh, it was out. A cup of coffee. I took, I took it was myself a cup out of coffee, to play golf. Inside the cup. I took I took myself out to play golf. But yeah, I bought my sole trader again. Um, look, I think for me, it's far better to have uh, no staff than a non a, a non engaged. That is a shocking staff. message from an accounting partner. That is worst on ground. That is not backing your staff. That is being so worried. Self, you don't have it's self so, you interest. Know, you put just some processes and systems and standardisation in your firm, and and accept that there's going to be a transitional workforce. Absolutely. Uh, thank you very much, uh, listeners. Again, we're looking for. We are looking forward to a great year. If you have any content, if you have any questions, if you see us in the street, t- please 
tell us uh, what is the best and worst that you like of the show. Uh, we'll hopefully keep the music. We're, we're told often the kids in the car love the music. That's one of the most frequent ones I get, David. It's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, it's pretty cool that happens. Hello and to the kids if they're in the car. Also, I wanted to do a big thank you. Um, obviously announced this week that I'd moved to change GPS. Just the people who Did you, you mention it? I wasn't sure that we'd mentioned it in the last 27 minutes of the show. Did, did you know I did a TED Talk? Oh, God. Oh, I'm going to keep a counter. I'm going to keep a counter this year, <laughs> listeners. Uh, how many times? Either TED Talk or count or what is it? Change GPS. I've got to get them right. Go, keep going, go on. I don't mind if you keep saying change GPS. The, uh, um, look, big thank you. I mean, to people who messaged me wishing me good luck um, and, you know, who followed the journey from the early days of sequel all the way through to now, thank you very much for your support. I really appreciate it. Um, I also think that the congrats on the new job function on LinkedIn is unreal. Uh, Not to say that I'm not grateful for all of these people from Pakistan who were congratulating me on the new role. It's just, I've never met you before, but, but thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it is it is easy to press a button. I should have. Uh, anyway, uh, looking forward to... Didn't get a congrats on the new role from you, Paul. Not on LinkedIn. <laughs> I guess you must have My mother said, said if it. you can't say something... <laughs> <laughs> that was another cheap project. Have a great now, week, uh, everyone. Congratula- I was going to save it for the show. Con- oh. <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> no, good. Uh, looking forward to a great year. Uh, yeah. See ya. See ya. Thanks again for listening to an episode of From the Trenches. David and I love to hear from listeners, so you can reach out if you've got feedback or story ideas, get in touch. I can be reached on Twitter at PaulMeissner underscore or on LinkedIn, PaulMeissner. I'm on Twitter at David Boyar, B-O-Y-A-R, on LinkedIn, David Boyar.